good luck with this one. I know. You could have shot like three different LFR videos tonight. At least. The one where they completely stink and lose 5 nothing, so you lose your mind. Done those. The one where they make a miraculous comeback. Oh, I've done those. Against Columbus once. But instead you make the one where they made a miraculous comeback and lost anyway. Well, I've made lots of those, including on Monday. Let's go. Good. We all feel Stop. good. Stop. Never gets rusty. What am I doing? Into my kitchen. Producer Drew, can you fix all this? <laughs> and when it comes to the Toronto Maple Leafs, you can crumple crumple yeet. Saw that going differently. With you wherever you are, welcome to LFR. No. 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 Oh, you ruined it. Ah! This is the internet. We deal in extremes. You know how when you meet someone in person and you talk to them and they're reasonable? We don't do that here. Because I know you watch for two reasons. Well, three for some of you. There's a group that just watches and wants to have fun. Isn't that nice? Hello to 30 of you. Then there's all the people who can't wait for the Leafs to lose in the most humiliating fashion possible to see if the video ends abruptly because I have a medical emergency. Steven, that's kind of dark. You've thought of it. You've seen me turn the same color as every vegetable in the grocery store. How dare you deny it? And then there's the party. The party. The tumultuous party. Dude, I've been making these LFR videos for so long, I have a line prepared for every occasion. When the Leafs made it 5-4, I mean, realistically, they're gonna lose the game 5-4. Because it's hard to score a goal in like 90 seconds or 80 or whatever it was. And I was thinking, have the Leafs ever been down 5 nothing and then lost the game 5-4? And then it was like, yeah, in recent memory, you made a video about it. It was against Chicago. I'm pretty sure they've actually done it more recently than that. But then they tie it? To tie it? You erase a 5-0 deficit in the third period alone before the Leafs finally, finally won a playoff series against the Tampa Bay Lightning last year. My most watched LFR video for a win was game four against the Columbus Blue Jackets when the Leafs were, with like three minutes left, down three nothing and ended up winning that thing in overtime. So I was ready for a win in this one, but now they erase a 5-0 deficit only to lose in overtime, which we've seen them do plenty of times. Listen, I don't know, I, I don't ever claim this is a family show, but I know some of you are watching with your family, so I'll keep this as peachy as I can. But when you erase a 5 nothing deficit and lose the game anyway, it's a lot like, what is this? Hmm? What is this? Right? And what color is this? I'm holding a ball, and the color is blue. Hmm? Mm, it's like that! It's thrilling, all the stars do their star things, their superhuman things! And then in overtime, the forwards on the ice are like, was that Gregor and Domi? I think it was Gregor and Domi, but Gregor had the common sense to get off the ice! Okay, 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 all right, all right, okay. But, I gotta do some yelling, I'm gonna do some yelling, I'm gonna do a lot more, but... I had an epiphany. Not even an epiphany, I have come to a decision. For this game, for this particular game. I don't often do this, but tonight, erase a five goal deficit, lose anyway, this is the time to do this. The Leafs get a mulligan. I said it, they get a mulligan. Oh, Steve, come on, it's Columbia. Wait, 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 wait. You don't yell, I can't even hear you. You let me explain myself, and if you yell at me, I'm gonna explain myself anyway. Listen, number one, I have to save my voice because we have a stream on Saturday on Sports Interactions The Locker Room. The Leafs are going to be taking on Kyle Dubas's Pittsburgh Penguins on Sports Interactions The Locker Room. There's a link to it in the description, I think. I, I said it so Drew has to put it there. Why am I talking? I don't need to talk that way. Anyway, join me. Saturday, we're going to be doing a stream. Woo! You might see 11 goals. I don't know. Because listen, listen, I was prepared in this game to just talk about the fans booing the Leafs. Because the Leafs got booed. And it was an incredible thing. They booed them when they were down 4-0. They booed them when they were down 5-0. 
Samsonov got the Bronx cheer. They even, like, there was a, sm a smattering of cheers when Jake McCabe and Connor Timmons hit each other. I didn't love that. But here's where the Leafs are somewhat of a unique fan base in hockey. Number one, they're the biggest. We already know about that, and obnoxiously so if you're a fan of another team. But despite the fact that the Leafs have the biggest fan base, it's impossible to go to a game. Dude, I have been to three Leaf games this year, and that is more than the vast majority of Leaf fans in the fan base, and it's because I work in the sport. And I still haven't even been to like 10% of their games. And two of them were in Europe! So when it comes to Leaf games in North America, I have been to one. One Leaf game in Scotiabank Arena this season. I think that's about as many as a lot of Leaf fans, probably more than many. I talked about this in my book a lot, like right behind me, right behind the camera right now, I have all these ticket stubs from games I went to as a kid. There's the Islanders, December 30th, 1996, the Red Wings, February 5th, 1994. I, I went to some games as a kid. Less than one a year until I like literally worked and got a paycheck from the team. And I tell you what, my parents, didn't pay for any of those. I don't know if my parents have ever paid for a Toronto Maple Leafs ticket. We relied on my family members and neighbors giving us tickets to games that either they couldn't go to or didn't want to go to. And all I'm saying is this was a Thursday night game against Columbus. No offense Blue Jackets fans, I'm sure you know it, this wasn't exactly the hottest ticket. But regardless of who was on the other end of the ice, every game, every single game, in every Leaf game, in every hockey game, NHL game, in any professional sporting event. This might be someone's first and or last time seeing you. And no one wants to have gone to the game where the team that they were cheering for got pumped. Like 5 nothing at the end of 40 against Columbus? Dude, the Blackhawks have beaten the Leafs twice this season. They have nine wins! The Blackhawks have 22% of their wins against the Leafs! But no, 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 I'm getting sidetracked. That's not even about this. That's not even about this game. This is about tonight, tonight, when the people in that building, all 20,000 of them, many of them, many of them, for the first time this season. Not the dude with the goatee behind the bench, he's always there, but most of them are in the building for the first, maybe second time this season. The subway, or the car, the gas, the parking, the food, the beer, the tickets. Like, even if you didn't pay for the tickets, this is an expensive and tedious night out where you're gonna get home late and you gotta work on Friday. Or even go to school! And that's just like well, the Leafs are 9-1-3 in their last 13. None of the people in the building care about that! Like, they might care a little, it, uh, just a little. You gotta understand, they didn't do any of those things when I was paying to be in the building. Paying with my time and or money. So if you finally, finally get to go to a Leaf game and they're down 5 nothing against Columbus after 2, yeah, boo, I get it. Even though I don't have a problem with the fans booing in that specific instance, Here's why I'm not gonna carve the team after this game. First of all, the obvious one. They came back, dude! That's crazy! They were down 5 nothing, and they came back! Hey, dude, Elvis Merzlikens is like, whatever. He's had some really good seasons, he's had some really bad ones. But I tell you what, the worst goaltender in NHL history might be Elvis Merzlikens while playing in Toronto while his team has a lead of three goals or more in the third period. Like, dude! 
Nylander scored the first one. I'm like, all right. Oh, uh, you know what? I got him in fantasy. That's all right. Marner gets the second one, and it wasn't even like like it just sort of trickled. And I'm like, hmm. still like barely like I'm half paying attention. Then Jake McCabe puts it off the bar. That ping off the bar and roar of the crowd is the audio equivalent of pulling out chicken in front of a dog. Everyone's paying attention now. Okay. All right, they're within two. I guess I'll pay attention. Then you look at the time and you're like, oh. It's actually kind of a lot. And then you're like, and it's Columbus. And it's Elvis Merzlikens, and I've literally seen them do this before. Okay, I'm in. They pull the goalie. They can't get the entry. They never get the entry. They look at the, the I, I'm sorry. I even sat up out of my chair. But then Austin gets the one, and I'm like, well, th now they're doing it. Unless the Chicago scenario that I outlined earlier. But now they're doing it. And then Matthews ties it, and there's like... Time left still. Keeps out there throwing out Tyler Bertuzzi and David Kampf together like we actually gotta lock up this point here. And they get to overtime! We can talk about what happened in overtime. We can talk about how it reminded me that Ilya Samsonov was in this game and we didn't talk about any of that. It reminded me how Max Domi might be the worst three-on-three player in the league. I, I like him. I do. Maybe the worst three-on-three player in the league. We can talk about Connor Timmons like begging begging on his hands and knees Timothy Lilligren to take his roster spot back. We could talk about William Lagesson not having a very good game and maybe something's coming. I hope not, but something might happen from the league. Kangaroo court and all. And we could talk about this team only to give us hope, only to immediately take it away. I'm not gonna do that. The easy one is they came back from a five goal deficit. But I talked about this on Tuesday, and if you've been paying attention to the news over the last couple days, it got worse. This team is sick. I don't mean in a good way, I mean sick. And the Leafs are being coy and a little vague about it, and they're making it sound like it's the flu, it's maybe the poops, it's maybe the floops, it's maybe the flu and poops, I don't know but it sounds like this team is just ravaged by illnesses. And the guys who got into this game, they still didn't have Matthew Nyes. The guys who got into this game, Sheldon Keefe and Morning Skate made it sound like a lot of them were gonna be game time guys. I haven't seen any quotes about this, but I would bet money that some of these guys got uh, probably IV bags today. Would not be surprised if they got like anti-nausea or something. Here's how I look at it, right? There's 82 games. That's so many games. They're nine, one, and three in their last 13. Yes, they're on home ice. Yes, they blew it against Columbus. They were awful. You could pin it all on Sammy, and Sammy wasn't very good, but a lot of guys weren't very good. Noah Gregor wasting his opportunity on the fourth line, blowing the zone, all that. I haven't seen them play like that in a very long time. Guys, it's been weeks, weeks and weeks. Maybe over a month. Like, when was the last game? They've had some games that weren't perfect. They've had some games that made me upset. They had some games that maybe I wish would have gone a little differently. That was their worst game since when? That looked nothing like the team that we've seen over the last few weeks. And you can tell by the information that we have about these guys, it's not because they dogged it. I think these guys were rip-roaring sick and the third period arrived and it's like, all right, let's just leave it all out there. Like, let's just all offense screw it. Don't even back check. Like, keep in mind, there's a scenario where the Leafs could have just cut and slaughtered 
the way they were playing in the third period. Columbus just keeps intercepting it. They win 10, 11, nothing. But it's like the Leafs got one and they're like, oh right, they're not very good. Which they turned into a second and third and by the time the third went in, you know the fourth and fifth are coming. I tell you what, at the end of this season, we're going to be looking at the standings because it's tight. It's tight. The Bruins, ooh, right there. The Panthers, ooh, right there. This point in the standings, given the injuries to this team, the illnesses they've been battling, the fact they were down 5 nothing. I don't care if it's Columbus. That is a heist. Now, you do this again Saturday or in like a week, we're not gonna have a very Merry Christmas, are we? Because then it's not just once, it's twice. Twice! Sorry, it's, it's hard. Making videos is hard. But you know what? I haven't said this many times over the years. I'm giving this Leafs team a mulligan because they've earned it. They really have. I'm really starting to believe in this team. And it's not just because of the comeback. Like, I've said it, and one bad game wasn't going to change that. The fact that they had that bad game and did what they did. Mmm. Mmm-mm-mm. Please, please beat Pittsburgh Saturday. Just to show everyone it was a flash in the pan. Please. Or I guess not a flash in the pan. The flash in the toilet. Show them it was a flash in the toilet. Questions. Are you done Christmas shopping? Well, I think I just got the Leafs their present right there. And, uh, um, I think my answer to that question is dread because I don't know the answer, which is, which probably means no. <laughs> From Sibby. Sammy is not very good? Followed by five or six question marks? Okay, so first of all, I don't know what the question marks are for. He's not very good. Second of all, I'm kidding. That's mean. Listen, here's here's the confusing thing, right? So this happened after the game. Luke Fox reporting and many other reporters reporting that Ilya Samsonov was not made available to speak to the media after the game. Now, earlier this season, the Chicago Blackhawks didn't make Connor Bedard available to the Leafs, and I didn't like that. But as a Leafs fan who, like, I mean, reporters asking the Leafs questions, I mean, like, that's for me that's for us it's for the fans i don't know how you feel i personally didn't need to hear from sammy because dude he's doing what jack campbell did when he was here and i hate it i don't need him to beat himself up in the media every time he has a bad game campbell would do it to himself when he had like good games when he's like coming off of winning streaks and stuff like oh nuts it's you know i won 11 straight it should have been 12 like come on i don't need to hear sammy beat himself up again I know he's battling, and I don't think he's going to say anything we haven't already heard. Luke Fox also tweeted, Keefe said he was tempted to pull Samsonov in the second. Curtis Sanford and Keefe discussed an intermission, and Sanford convinced Keefe to keep him in and let him battle with the team. So some people, like very funny, pointed out like, oh, that's Sheldon Keefe blaming the goalie coach. I don't think that's what that is at all. Because if you remember during the Amazon documentary, Sheldon Keefe like went to war with the goalie coach at the time. I want to say it was Steve Breer, I'm not sure. Doesn't matter who it was. They needed saves and there were pucks bouncing off of people and the goalie coach is like, what is he supposed to do? And Sheldon Keefe told him F off. <laughs> Which is very funny because you have the goalie coach who knows goaltending, who's like, well, let's look at the factors for why things are happening. And then you have the head coach, Sheldon Keefe, going, shut up and make a save. The fact Sheldon Keefe consulting his team's resident goalie expert shows Sheldon Keefe's attentiveness to the process. It shows his care for the Leafs goaltending situation and for Ilya Samsonov, no matter how good or bad he's playing. Curtis Sanford works with this guy all the time. And I know Nick Antropov is involved as well. That's been reported on because of the language barrier. 
there's still a language barrier. And I know he's been in North America for a long time, but I'm never gonna chirp anyone for that until I learn a second language, which I, I think the boat might have sailed. I just, I don't think it's ever gonna happen for me, man. Also, I don't think it would have done Sammy any good, and also, the game's already 5 nothing. I mean, you know this game is going one of two ways, and it's probably not gonna end up with Columbus pouring it on with a 5 nothing lead in the third on the road. You know your team is gonna be all offense all the time, and just let him be in net not getting scored on for a while. That was so close in overtime to being a win for Elias Samsonov. But unless you, all of you watching right now, put your name on it, Put your name on it, unless you're all comfortable with Martin Jones being the starting goalie going forward, then you leave Ilya Samsonov in there for an extra period against the Columbus Blue Jackets to try to figure it out. And last thing, this isn't a question, but it was reported after the game. Keefe says, Ryan Reeves will be out for a while, awaiting further diagnosis. Now, I know a lot of people are like saying, oh, Robida Island, and they're making jokes about it. I kind of hate where this is gone. Like, listen, we've seen people put on LTIR for kind of sketchy reasons. We've seen it. So Leafs have absolutely been one of the teams to use LTIR for sketchy reasons. But like with Klingberg, he very obviously tried very hard to play through his injury and come back from the injury. And he wasn't allowed to do that. Like his body wouldn't allow him to do that. So he gets put on LTIR. And even though we know the reasons he was put on LTIR, everyone's like, nah. Then Ryan Reeves falls awkwardly into the boards. And we see the slow-mo replay where it kind of looks like his ankle snaps. And then we see another slow-mo replay from a different angle where it kind of looks like his ankle snaps. And then he tries to skate. And then he can't and falls down because it kind of looked like his ankle snapped and he tried to get back up again and then went down again because it kind of looked like his ankle snapped and then when he went off the ice, I don't know if you noticed this part, it kind of looked like he fell down the stairs and a lot of you were wondering why is there stairs in the tunnel and I don't actually, I don't know. That feels like they should uh, not have that. The Marlies have that too. Why do they have stairs? And also a lot of people are thinking about this from the standpoint of LTIR and what does this mean for the Leafs and can they spend a little more? Do they have more cap space? And I hate that. I hate that a lot because like, I don't care if you don't like Ryan Reeves. I don't think he's been a great Leaf either, but like, I don't know, that's a person, dude. That's kind of messed up. I mean, one thing Ryan Reeves is, is tough, right? Like, he can take a punch, and uh, yeah, that made it so that he couldn't stand up. I'm thinking he's really hurt. Like, he's actually hurt, and I don't think it's shenanigans. Like, oh yeah, the, the Leafs sent him out there for the first period and made him pretend like he got hurt. And like, I, I don't want to know your thoughts on the moon landing, I'm afraid. I think the most likely explanation is he's just hurt, guys. That's all I'm saying. So, last thing before we go, tickets to Kingston. We are doing a Kingston Frontenacs game. Myself, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake, the Steve Dangle podcast. We're going to be at a Kingston Frontenacs game Sunday, January 21st. There's going to be a, a lot of live stuff and events and I'm not even going to spoil it all for you. Just click on the thing in the description. We have tickets. You can skate with us. Hmm? See if you can beat me in a race. You can. You can. See if you can beat me in a race and I'll see you at the Kingston Frontenacs game, January 21st.
It's a Sunday. But for now, that is it for this one. Thank you very much for watching. Click like if you liked this video. Click subscribe if you really liked it. Tell your friends! One. You get one mulligan. Alright? That's it. That's it!